Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. Uh, sir, you're scaring away all of our customers. But like, shut up! I need to talk about this gecko! Isn't that important? There was black bile everywhere. Sir, you're disgusting everybody. There's black bile everywhere. <laughs> the people need to know. Yeah, gotta get them woke. I'm a journalist! Wake them up. Wake them up, Jimmy. Freedom of speech. Yeah. <laughs> you're censoring me. I'm being censored. I'm being censored. McDonald's is oppressing me. Recording one, two, three. Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode, Duterte Strikes Again. <laughs> oh, yes. I love this guy. He's my fucking favorite. Yeah, I, I go, I, I hate him so much that it, now I, I just love him. It, it's like one of it, those things when you start off and like, man, this guy's fucking a ridiculous, you know, piece of shit. But the, the more, really? the more you get exposed to him, you just can't help but laugh whenever you see him saying some absurd shit. It's just like, how is Duterte going to one up himself this time? Precisely. If you tune in to Cynic Empowerment on the regular, you're either going to hear about Robert Duterte or Potholes. Those are our two go-tos, uh, our favorite things to start off on, of course. But damn, this guy is good. He is an unrelenting source of cynic reason, right? He is going to just kill your brain every time you listen to this guy utter his dumb phrases exactly it's absolutely terrible and this time we're going to be talking about uh <clears throat> his unconventional style <laughs> of global diplomacy <laughs> as, as the article puts it this, yeah this is newsweek this is newsweek's words not our words newsweek's yeah. words how, how would they, you describe it what, what's an alternate phrase for that oh other than that like obvious overstatement meant to <laughs> Like, I don't know, coax him into not being such a fucking idiot. Oh, yeah, of unconventional style of global diplomacy. Yeah, his dumpster fire of uh, of false leadership. I don't know. Batshit insanitude. Bat, yeah, I like it. <laughs> insanitude. Oh, yeah, and he is uh, certainly living up to those expectations. Uh, formerly, now, and forever. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to change. You just keep being you, Duterte. So this you is you. this is probably one of the most impressive things I think I've I've seen Duterte say because usually Duterte is just saying like awful, hurtful things about people that live within his own nation, just punching yeah. down on people that can't defend themselves. But yeah. for once, you know, Duterte, Duterte is trying to punch up. In this case, the people he's trying to punch up to is the entire country of China. <laughs> China, and that is a, a hell of a lot of people and a big thing to take upon yourself. Normally, whenever this guy's talking, he's, just, he's up on stage, and uh, he tries to find some kind of international podium, and then he pulls his pants down, and he talks with, like, his butt. And he's, like, <laughs> he, he tries to mimic it like words are coming out. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Uh, it's really quite impressive. He's like, man, I was gay one time, and now I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's just ridiculous, and then everybody in the crowd's like, "Man, did he bleach his asshole?" That's kind of bleach his asshole. Uh, yeah, he thinks it'll cure his cancer. Yeah, <laughs> doing bleach enemas. 
Yeah, it totally works. <laughs> Check out our episode on It's Just Bleach. <laughs> it's Just Bleach. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so yeah. In, in the the this case, Duterte in his, uh, talking about China, uh, he didn't just shit on China. He, he said that uh, the United States should help uh, him in the bombing of everything. He, he asked the United States to help him carpet bomb the entire country that is China and claimed that he would be on the first U.S. ship to go there to help bomb the entire country. Man, I bet he's going to do a whole lot of work by himself. Is he, or is he just – wait, he's just telling people to bomb everything? He's not actually doing anything? He claims that uh, all of the Filipino military would be right behind the United States. I don't know what kind of military uh, the Philippines has. Um, that's not my wheelhouse of knowledge. Uh, but I'm yeah. guessing uh, in the grand scheme of things compared to China, not much. That probably yeah. doesn't have a whole lot going for it. Probably not. If America wants China to leave, and I can't make them, I want the whole Seventh Fleet of the Armed Forces of the United States to be there. Man, that's quite the proposal. Hmm. Yeah. He... I don't know if that's how it works. Yeah. I don't, he... I don't know. That's case i mean i know there's a lot of like geopolitical issues with the uh, south china sea with all the countries that use that area for commercial fishing and otherwise and duterte claims that the united states is egging uh the philippines into war against china uh i don't i I really don't know if there's anything to back those claims. Considering this is coming from Duterte, I'm going to guess not because I can't trust Duterte. But at the same time, maybe there is. I don't fucking know. What the fuck, Jimmy? Do you think Filipinos are earthworms? <laughs> what? That's, that, those are his words, by the way. Uh, yeah, he said that. <laughs> what? What do you think? The Filipinos are earthworms. Uh, now I say you bring your planes. <laughs> your boats. This guy's just like a regular uh, fucking William Wallace just waiting for the charge. <laughs> fucking fight! <laughs> just do it! Do it now! We're going to defeat all of China! Oh, man. That's pretty great. Yeah, I really don't know... If there would be absolutely any benefit at all to the Philippines uh, as a country if the United States was to go to war with China, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, it's even more weird because I was I was reading up on an earlier story where essentially a Chinese vessel made a collision with a Filipino. Uh, vessel, which is apparently in nautical terms referred to as an all-lision as opposed to a collision. And in this all-lision, the Filipino ve- vessel ended up sinking. And a bunch of, you know, Filipino nationals were like, this is fucked up. We should yeah. never, ever, ever have one of our ships be destroyed by the Chinese. And Duterte's response was basically like, come on, guys. Like, it's not that big deal. It's just a boat. You know? Yeah. Do we really need? We didn't really need that boat, and so yeah. just to have the complete 180 of like Duterte being like, nah, you know, whatever, it's a fishing boat. Who cares? To yeah, China must pay. Boats aren't that big a deal. <laughs> I mean, like every year, I take all of the drug dealers I know of and I line them up on the ground, tie up their hands and their feet, 
like they little pigs, right? And then I take a ship and I just drop it on, and I'll smash them flat, you know, because there's not many things that are that big and heavy. It's totally worth it every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's pretty bad. You can edit that one out if you like. <laughs> no, no, it's just. I mean, I it just it's it's just uh, an utterly ridiculous situation. Like just like putting yeah. it in like a context of like any country would be like ridiculous. Like, and that's when Great Britain was like, uh, Russia, come on, let's bomb Finland. We can do it. Yeah. I don't know. Over over a ship is like, meh, not that big a deal. Whatever. I mean, even the United States, like there is there is no country out there that would look at that situation uh with uh you know, with passivity. Right. I don't I don't like, know I don't know if no. it if, if it's worth you know yeah, killing uh millions if not billions of civilians, but yeah, you you think it would it, oh, yeah. If anything would piss Duterte off, you think it would be a boat sinking. Like, if, of all the times you think it would make sense for Duterte to be pissed and say that yeah. people need to be annihilated, you think it would be like when a boat gets destroyed. But it's like, no, that's fine. But, you know, on a random Tuesday, it's like, fuck all of China. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you said that uh, no one was injured upon this boat, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're... <sighs> Oh man, I'm gonna go ahead and skip to a silver lining right there. I mean, like that's that's pretty much it. Like, it is very materialistic to be worried about a boat, especially when everyone's lives lives were maintained. Uh, I mean, it's unfortunate the crash occurred, but that's the way that our leaders probably should take situations like that. But instead, he turns right back around and he's like, well, "We need to fucking bomb them." <laughs> like, yeah, the boat's not a big deal. Fuck. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, I would agree. I mean, that is, I guess the silver lining is that no one died in the, the fishing accident, but it just, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I guess it's just what we should expect from Duterte to have yeah. a totally reasonable response to something and then yeah. do a complete 180 and then say the exact opposite of like, uh, you know, boat sinking's fine to like, we must bomb all we the must. people. <laughs> they must burn, pay uh, for what they did. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's like it's on one hand uh, totally ridiculous, but like totally to be expected given the uh, who's saying it. Absolutely, it's in character. He's acting in good faith. Yep. Yeah, never let us down, Duterte. Mm-mm-mm. But you know how bullshit America's Congress is. I just want to work that in somewhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was that was another terrific work. Do you know who else is letting people down? Uh, who would that be? Grandparents, or at least one grandfather in particular. Letting, what, one grandparent. He's got to uh, letting like, one particular person down in a very literal sense. They're just coming. <laughs> Let them down real fast from a really high point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he just had olive oil all over his hands. He can't help it. He's <laughs> He's a slippery guy. This you know? story's like, going to reach a new low. Yeah. Ha <laughs> About 150 feet lower than which we started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, geez. So uh, in this story, we're going to be talking about uh, a grandfather who didn't drop a toddler. At least that's what it says in the title. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, the lawyer, though, is awfully convincing. 
Yeah. You know, don't, don't you think, Jimmy? The lawyer says the grandfather didn't drop. Every other news article yeah. says he did drop. This yeah, news article says he doesn't. It would seem the lawyer <laughs> is trying uh, to spin the story. Yeah, we're talking about little Chloe, little Chloe Wiegand. Is that how you think you pronounce that last name? That Wiegand? is my best guess. Chloe Wiegand, uh, 18 months old. Uh, and she fell 150 feet out of a Royal Caribbean ship, Freedom of the Seas, to the dock below. Yeah, this is uh, an incredibly sad story, as many of the s- stories we've touched are. And yeah. uh, it's not, I mean, I guess it's a little complicated since there's uh, multiple stories of what people say did or did not yeah. happen. Uh, yeah. the, the, the story of how I've understood it from the few articles I've read on the subject is basically there was a, like a kid's zone. It was called the H2O zone on this boat where kids were allowed to freely frolic <laughs> and play on the cruise ship. <laughs> I guess. Wait, what? What was that, Tim? H2O zone? That's, that's real original. Uh, isn't that like all the areas on a boat? It's fucking dumb. There's like water everywhere, man. I yep. <laughs> I don't know. Couldn't come up with something more more uh like deliberate. What would you name it? I don't know. The kids play place. I, just whatever is is what it is. Why are they naming the kids play area something that's that's marketed like it, it sounds weird? Like they're already on the fucking ship. Why do you got to call it something other than what it is? Yeah. yeah. Do you have to pay like five dollars every time you go into the H two O zone? Probably. Like it wouldn't surprise me. That's dumb. That's why she was trying to break in. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> it's so. Uh, this girl, uh, she was in the the play zone, and her grandfather was there watching her at the time. And on this uh, this cruise ship, it has uh, glass walls and windows. Uh, and for whatever reason, instead of it just having glass walls and windows that are just fully intact, like a skyscraper or, you know, like, or anything else, uh, you could open and close some of these glass windows on the boat. So you, you, like, if you're just looking out and all these windows are clean, you don't necessarily know when you're looking out whether you're looking at a window or when you're looking at glass, since everything's glass and you can see out in like a 180 view. Yeah. And so supposedly, uh, this grandfather, uh, picked up his uh, granddaughter. Salvatore and, Anilo. Uh, Sam Anilo. However you pronounce that. Anilo. Anilo. And, uh, Fucking Sam. How do you get Sam from that? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Fake news. Uh, and so he picks up the granddaughter, takes her over to on the windows so she could bang on it reportedly. And it ended up, uh, she slipped through his hands and he happened to be at a window uh, that was open, not just a glass wall, and that is when the toddler fell, and ultimately met her untimely demise, which is yeah. obviously the sad part of the story. Yeah, Jimmy and I were talking about this earlier. Like, she died on impact, right? It says uh, up here in the article, "Sadly, she died on impact," and we were like, mm, "Sadly." I don't know, because it could also read, sadly, she did not die on impact. Right, and had a... a, Meaning that she died later and or sustained terrible, terrible injuries. Right, so in this case, it should probably read, luckily, died on impact, because the alternative would have been much worse. 
Yeah, brought to you by Cynic Empowerment. There You're you welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do this for you. <laughs> so obviously, this is a let, let, let's let's go let's go about this two different ways. So on one hand, let's say it played out exactly how it sounds. Right. He fucking dropped her, right? Right. Uh, so he he walks over to the window like what what could this little eighteenth month old little girl have done that the grandfather's like I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna drop this little girl like I'm gonna walk her over to this window and I'm gonna either like pick her up and hold her out of it and drop her or give her a little push or whatever was necessary to get her to fall out the window like what, what's the motive. Um, he, he's probably just trying to pull a Michael Jackson, you know, just like dangling babies over high heights for no goddamn reason. Oh, he just gets him hard, you know, like that kind of thing. Oh God, I hope not. Yeah, he's just he's all about like, oh yeah, like I have so much power over this person's life. If I were to just like maybe let go for like two seconds, kind of like this, whoa, and then they're gone. And they're like, you know. Like, he gets he gets a little too close. It's kind of like uh, autoerotic asphyxiation, right? You you always want to ride the line. You can't go too far because if you do, you just end up hanging yourself with your pants off. Right, or dropping your eight month eighteen month year old granddaughter. Yeah, I mean it's basically the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Right? There's not even a difference, really. No. Nah, this might as well be a story about autoerotic asphyxiation. Precisely. Uh, so. The other, the other potential story. I don't know. I don't. The 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 lie that the lawyers coming up with. Michael Winkleman of the yeah. Miami-based law firm Lipcon Margulis Alcina and Winkleman uh, is claiming that she just fell of her own accord, right? That she like she went over to a window uh, which she assumed was closed and fell out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously this is a sad story. I don't really, like, want to make assumptions by the family, but it would seem that they're trying to spin the story of, like, Michael Jackson, grandpa, holding a baby in a life-threatening situation and dropping him into, it was the cruise ship's fault for having this be a feature and not having any warning signs, and they're going to try to sue the cruise ship to make a hell ton of money. I could be Maybe. wrong about that. That's just yeah. my cynical thinking of how they're trying to spin the story. In, uh, in all likelihood, you're totally right, Jimmy. Because I, like the first, the first, when the story first started getting reported, it was all the stories were coming out saying the grandfather accidentally dropped a granddaughter and that she died. And now it's like, well, the windows are real confusing and whatnot, and you know, there's no warning signs, so you could just easily dangle someone out a window and drop them and not even realize it. It's like, wait a second, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, it's it, – it happens quick. Like, it, it really does. Uh, How do you know that? Uh, because I've dropped many children out windows. Oh, <laughs> damn it, Tim. <laughs> It's an optical illusion, man. Okay, so how could you? I want to I want to go back to our first story because this this could absolutely happen, and Sam, the grandfather, could still be the good guy. You want to know how that's a possibility? Please indulge me. Have you ever heard of the movie The Omen? Hmm? I've heard of it. Okay, so let's imagine this little eighteen month old girl was 
the spawn of Satan, okay? Just in case. And instead of like some lady that's like, it's all for you, Damien. You know, it's going to be, uh, you know, like the grandfather's like, oh, Chloe, like I got to kill you because you're going to like cause the H2O zone to explode or something like that. You know, it's for it's for the best interest of everyone on the ship. Wait, is that your entire assessment? Yeah, it could it could be demon spawn. Okay, so Tim, <laughs> what is the silver lining of this 18-month-year-old girl who either um, got ha- had a uh, an idiot grandfather who uh, dangled her out a window for fun, or had an idiot grandfather who couldn't tell the difference? Between a closed window and an open window. Okay. Either way, the grandfather is a fucking idiot. What's the silver lining? I don't know. I don't know about that. I think. I think. I think the silver lining here is that no matter what kind of trouble you can get yourself into, Michael fucking Winkleman of the Miami-based law firm Lipcomer, Gulas, Alcina, and Winkleman can find a way out for you. Isn't that great? It's pretty cool. Um, hmm. You can do whatever the fuck you want. What would you do, Jimmy? I would probably fall down a flight of stairs at my work and then live off of the workman's comp money for the rest of my life. Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna try to steer all of your workmates clear of this particular episode just in case <laughs> you'd like that to play out in the future. No, okay? it's never going to happen. Never gonna happen. Just something like that. Just something, something where like maybe a Walmart semi truck hits my car, and then I can sue Walmart and just live off that for the rest of my life. That's what I would do. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. What would you, you do? Gotta get really, you got to get really close. You got to re- get like really close to the, the truck and just have them like kind of clip you a little bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. How about you? What would I do? Yeah. I mean, I would. I would kill my 18th month old daughter. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'd do. I'd want to save it for a rainy day, you know, just in case. I want to wait for that one time that, like, uh, you know, some asshole that, that thought he was very comfortable and his with his position of power was like, you know what? I'm gonna down talk this fucking prole. I don't give a shit, and I'm just gonna be like, mm, time to die, motherfucker. You know? <laughs> Did you? You out of nowhere. Did you just sh- shorten down the word proletariat to prole? Yeah, man. You never heard him proles? I feel like I've never heard anyone use the word just prole in a sentence. I'm not against it. Yep. I just, there you go. I just hope other people knew what you were saying. Yep. Thank you. Uh, we're uh, cynic empowerment trying to elevate everyone's class consciousness. There you are. Yeah. That's one of the many things we we do for y'all um you're welcome i guess the silver lining for me is so this reminds me a lot of um people doing things for the gram are you familiar with this term people doing things for the gram in reference to uh instagram instagram yeah so people just putting themselves in uh life-threatening situations to get a cool picture and so this this kind of reminds me of that of just uh unnecessarily putting yourself in harm's way to do something that was totally unnecessary like this 18 month year old like let's say i'm just gonna assume this guy was a dumbass that was like dangling her out of a hundred feet high window because he could and he thought it would be fun for some fucking reason like it was totally unnecessary like it like even if like nothing bad happened 
Like the 18 month year old would have gotten nothing from it. He would have gotten nothing from it. Like it was a totally unnecessary situation that he put this, this daughter in and people should just stop doing things for the gram. Like don't go off to that rock ledge. Don't jump off that cliff. Don't climb that whatever. Like it's unnecessary. Just keep your goddamn feet on the ground and you know, have a, 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 a healthy fear of heights. It's, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's good. It's almost like all these folks don't realize that all the crazy stunts and fantastic things that they see are either done as a result of camera angles, illusions, and you know lighting effects, or by professionals that do it all the fucking time. So they're like, ah, eh, you know, I'll give it a shot. You know, that way I can get a little bit of a notoriety for doing something dangerous or exciting. It's it's pretty dumb. I mean, it, it's it's a evidence of the stupidity that's just apparent throughout humanity. Yeah, like given enough humans, one of those humans is going to dangle a baby out a window and drop them. Like it's just a, it's a statistic. Yeah. It's going to happen yeah. eventually. Yeah, because he's like rustling around for his phone, but he can't quite hit the like take photo button. Exactly. So he ends up being like, oh well, I guess I have to use two phones in order to work my phone camera. Oh yeah, two hands. You mean to work the phone camera? <laughs> Oh, whoops! <laughs> there she goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, yeah, the, the after shot isn't nearly as interesting. Exactly. Ugh. So yeah, that's all I really got to say about that. Yeah, well, I think these kinds of situations, you know, work out a lot. I don't fucking know how to party. Where are we going? Well, <laughs> well, you know, so this grandfather did something that was incredibly dumb, but you know. Uh, d- idiocracy doing dumb things isn't you know limited to any one individual anyone at any time can do incredibly dumb things no matter where they are in the world even if that place happens to be spain absolutely oh oh wait i got a good one in the instance that you can't take the initiative to kill your own family member oh you can just get somebody else to do it for you there you go that was even better i like that yeah yeah there you go Pretty cool. And that, yeah, and we're in Spain. And now we're in Spain. Yep. We traveled Pretty across great. the world. So how many times can you strike out at love, huh? Is it is it possible to just like continually strike out? Hey, maybe even strike out so hard that your family members also strike out? Hmm? I I think that I think there's a distinct possibility that could happen. Yeah, it's hereditary. Like being uh, shitty at a relationships and or choosing bad partners is hereditary. Oh, for sure. Well, that makes me feel a little bit better about some of my past decisions. Oh shit! Shouldn't have brought that up. Uh, anyways, past decisions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> past not current decisions. decisions. Past decisions. Damn. I'm sorry, Jimmy. <laughs> you want to talk about it on a public forum? Here we go. I've I've just been in relationships in the past with some uh, not winners. That's the nicest way I can put it. Not winners. Chances are, if they were winning, they'd still be with you. Right, Jimmy? Exactly. There you go. That's pretty good. We can talk about that at the why are you sad portion of our podcast. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So this story is is pretty fantastic. Uh, I actually want to – I want to say – the national police have dubbed this investigation Operation Kafka for the shit spiral that is evident. We're, oh, man, it's a good one. Oh, boy. Ooh-wee. Uh, ooh-wee. Uh, so 
this is the good old double con. It right? really is. We got a 52-year-old woman in Madrid and her 20-year-old daughter. Yep. Now, to start off the story, the mother's partner yes. was swindled out of 60,000 euros. Does it even say how he convinced them to give away 60,000 euros? He was probably like, hey, you want to put 60,000 euros in my pocket? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I, I bet you 60,000 euros you won't do it. And they're like, dude, guys are going to do it. <laughs> I bet you 60,000 euros you won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even look like it says here. This, you know, one way or another, they, they this asshole was able to swindle the mother out of 60,000 euros. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be there's got to be a way he did it, right? Like, I mean, maybe it was like uh, insurance fraud or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I can't even. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Like, how do you get to have sixty thousand euro and still be that dumb? Like, how how does that happen? You know, that's impressive because uh, let's just say it's a one for one ratio. I know it's not, but I don't feel like converting it. Let's say you know yeah. it's like sixty thousand dollars. Like, yeah, I have a hard time imagining. Being able to save up that much money and then just like letting go of it so easily. Uh, Yeah, I don't, yeah, I really don't know. (laughs) Uh, I want to find out. 60,000 euros. Oh, fuck you, Tim. I was trying to save us from the clickety clicks. I'm so sorry, dude. It's it's just to help out our our American fan base, $67,587. Wow. uh, Which is like five times the amount that I make in a year. That's legal, right? Oh, you need a new job. Yeah, I need a new job. Uh, and I need a job. <laughs> uh, so the, I think what's really interesting about this article is that they only give us ages, right? Ages yeah. and genders. That's all we know. That's all we need to know for this. Everyone's the same ethnicity in Spain. Pretty much. They're all but I feel, like they're, I feel like they're trying to say something by the fact that, you know, the, the, um, the older woman is 52, the younger woman is 20. You know, the, the partner of the uh, 20-year-old daughter is 29. You know, like, I mean, these things are, you know, kind of superfluous details, right? Yes. But they help are, us paint a picture, maybe. I don't know. So you just, like, keep track of them by their number? Yeah, I feel yeah like that's how I keep track of the story, since they don't give us any goddamn names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very true. They, they could call them person A and person B. I feel like you're analyzing the least interesting part of this entire story. Okay, fine. Let's fucking cut that out. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, enter the 20-year-old daughter's 29-year-old boyfriend. Okay? Now, the 52-year-old lady is exhausted. She's at her wit's end. She's just been swindled out of 60,000 euros. That could very well be a nest egg. Some right. life savings. Yeah, it's like that's that's how I'm going to not be uh, – Spanish equivalent of a Walmart greeter for the rest of my retirement. Exactly. Right? With like no arms or legs. Yeah, but uh, yeah, just a fucking hello torso, you know, like that kind of thing. Yep. Uh, and this guy enters the picture and he is like a knight in just shining armor. Shining olive skin. Oh, just shining. It's so, it's gleaming. It's just like glistening. It's beautiful. And he approaches the 20-year-old daughter. He's like, hey, I hear that your mom's having a little bit of trouble. And maybe, 
I could be of some assistance. And then he pulls out like a gun from his back pocket and he like cocks it and puts it back. <laughs> oh, that's a horrible idea. Yeah. That's he's like, yeah, you get what I mean? I'm going to kill him. I have, a, I have a loaded <laughs> cock gun in my back pocket that if I move yeah. the wrong way is going to shoot a giant hole into my buttocks. Yeah, it makes your butthole more efficient because you got two. Oh, my right? gosh. Yeah, yeah. Probably relieve yep. a little pressure. It's a good idea. Yeah, double time. Uh, so I know what I'm doing if I ever get plastic surgery. Yeah, that's that, – okay, so that's <laughs> – so that's all he needed to do in order to convince this lady that he was going to be able to take care of her issues. She's like, hey, uh, I got a plan. Uh, it's the most genius plan that anyone has ever heard of in their entire life. Ask oh, anyone. really? Please tell me your plan. <laughs> the plan is that we are going to first locate him. Okay? We got to know where he's oh, at. You're if so we smart. That's that, a great first step. Yep. If we can't locate him, then we surely can't do step two, which is to kill his ass. We are going to murder him dead. Oh, yes. Now, step three, this is the important part because we still need that 60,000 euro, and he's probably already spent it on booze and hookers. So how do we get that? Tell we me. Are we are going to take his dead body, we are going to cut him open, and we are going to remove seven of his organs, with which we will sell for 60,000 euros on the dot. I have absolutely no idea how to sell organs, but you cocked that gun and put it back in your back pocket, so I totally trust everything you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't, 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 don't worry about any of that. You're going to get a check. Okay? All good? <laughs> He literally says that. He says he promised them a check. So you receive $60,000 via a check. Oh, my God. If anyone starts, like, bringing up a check, you know it's a fucking scam. That's why, like, that's why nowhere nowhere accepts checks anymore. Like, everyone knows that if there's a check involved in some kind of transaction, it's going to be a scam. Yeah, gas stations don't accept checks anymore. Exactly. Yeah, like they, they've even stopped like putting up the little sign that's like, hey, if you bounce a check here, we're going to cut off your left testicle. Like they don't even say yeah, anything. Kind of- it's just assumed now that they won't accept it. Yeah, just why are you bringing out that piece of paper pretending like you're going to sign some imaginary number on it? Get that shit out of here and get out that fucking plastic. Exactly. Swipe, swipe, swipe. So click. at that point, they should have like believed everything he said until he brought up a check. And they should have been like, wait a second. Yeah, that's a red flag. That's, that's a, a big red flag. That's a big red flag. The harvesting organs and selling them, totally reasonable. Check, red flag. Oh, man. So, uh, oh, that was a good one. God bless you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, there are several steps. Uh, looks like we have at least six different points within this Hitman contract. Uh, the search for the uh, alleged swindler is established as a priority, and then we have steps that involve the search for the target, the interrogation of family members, friends, and acquaintances, and once located, the extraction of seven organs. And point six of the contract specified that the woman would be compensated via the sale of those organs. He needed 7,000 euros to get going. That's what he needed. Because I guess that's what it costs to find people, to 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 find out where he is. I don't know. Yeah, I've never hired a PI, so I can't say. But, you know, maybe that's a reasonable number. Maybe. 7,000 euros for a PI? Yeah. 
I don't know. I'd pay like half now, half later. Like here's a little bit to smooth things over just to get, you know, things flowing. And then once you give me the information I'm looking for, I'll pay up the rest. Okay. Or, you know, like you'll give me like a word and I'll give you a dollar and you'll give me another word and I'll give you a dollar, you know, like kind of thing. <laughs> See how long that can go. <laughs> okay. Too many A's dollar. and is. There yeah. dollar is dollar. A dollar. Man dollar. <laughs> who dollar. <laughs> Stole sixty thousand euros. I knew dollar. that part already. Why am I paying you? Why for am that? I paying you? Tell me shit I already know. God. You're fucking like swindling me out of my money or something. Wait a second. Wait a second. This reminds me of something that just fucking happened. <laughs> Wait. So what happened after they gave the seven thousand euros? Time passed, and the hit did not take place. Wow. That's exactly. So, so this is basically what happened. The the mother's uh, boyfriend conned her out of sixty thousand euros, and then the the daughter's boyfriend was like, "Man, these chicks are fucking dumb. I bet you I could okay. make at least like seven thousand euros off them. I got a plan. Hey, if you all give me seven thousand euros, I'll get your sixty thousand euros back." And they're like, "Okay." And then he took the seven thousand euros and ran off. I'm starting to think that these people just got money to burn. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I wish they would give us their names so I could go talk to them and see how many euros I could get. Yeah, I mean, if they've got 60,000, 67,000 euros to burn, they probably got 67,000 more somewhere hanging around. I would think so. It's like, Jesus, like if I gave 60,000 euros away, I would have so much negative money. Yeah, you, do you think that they would, uh, you think that they'd draw the lines if you walked up to them and were like, hey, I tell you what, I can help you get your sixty-seven thousand euros back for sixty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> hey, it might work. Yeah. Hey. Or, or just like wait until the very end, like have this like huge convoluted plan, and then at the very end, just be like, and you know what? It's only going to cost you the low, low price of sixty-seven thousand euros. <laughs> They're like, wait a second. That's the exact <laughs> amount of money I've already been conned out of. Sounds like a deal. Very good deal. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. What a coincidence. God. It must be fate. You should definitely give me the money. Yeah. So then they, they end up going to the police, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, they go to the police and they're like, hey, so we've been conned out of a bunch of money and then we tried to hire a hitman. Maybe and, a little bit. And so we've been double conned. Yeah, we've been double conned, and the police are like, "Uh, you can't have contract killings organized. That's illegal. That's totally illegal." They're like, wait, what? But but we were yeah. conned. Yeah. That, doesn't that make it okay? Yeah, it sounds like the three have been released with charges, uh, but are waiting to be called by the uh, called to court by the judge investigating the case. So yeah. it's not over yet. Man, this could spiral out of control even more so than it already has. That's true. We'll stay, we'll stay in tune. I I hope there's a follow up on this story. Yeah, it, it it's incredible how idiotic these uh, this mother and daughter are to not only be conned out of sixty seven thousand euros, but then to go <laughs> and tattletale on themselves to the police. It's yeah, just it's like, yeah. And then the police are like, so uh, I understand that this is a very complicated situation and you've lost a lot of money, but I have to ask, what uh, 
What caused you to make the decision to get we are a couple of easily conned dopes on your forehead? <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Why would you do that? Like, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, these, these poor dopey fucks. What are they going to do? Yeah, it's, it's pretty pathetic. We got any silver linings for these folks? Uh, if they end up in jail, um, they won't have access to their bank account. Uh, so they'll be less likely to be conned in prison. That, that's totally right. Yeah, it's for their own protection. <laughs> we're, Absolutely. We're, I like that. We're protecting their bank account by putting them in jail. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Thank you. Um, you know what? Uh, if people can be sent to jail for admitting that they tried to uh, engage in hitman activities and services, um, perhaps they should also go to jail for ruining secret recipes? I agree. I don't know. I think that it's probably justified. Uh, Jimmy, I have just recently been alerted to the fact that Colonel Sanders seemed like a pretty cool guy. Colonel Sanders was a goddamn living legend. Seems like it. And you are uh, referred to him like as nothing else than Colonel Sanders. Yeah. Uh, he, he deserves the Kentucky Colonel moniker more so than... Which is a other, real thing. Yeah, the other, like... 80,000 folks that are Kentucky colonels. No one should be allowed to downplay the value that is a Kentucky colonel. Oh, yeah. He's fucking awesome. He had like a bajillion jobs before he was 17. It's true. Yeah. So here's a list of every job that uh, the the colonel man himself had before the age of 17. Uh, His first job was working on a farm. Then he had a job at Indianapolis painting carriages. Then he went back to working... Uh, on a farm as a farmhand in Indiana, then he became a streetcar conductor, then he worked as a wagoner or teamster for the United States Army Corps in Cuba, but was honorably discharged, then he became an apprentice blacksmith for the railroad, then he began cleaning ashtrays <laughs> on trains, then he became a fireman at the age of 16 or 17. And then once he hit 18... He became a fucking male stripper because that's what you do when you turn 18 in Kentucky. I mean, he was a fireman before, so there might be like some crossover between, you know, yeah, dude. having the fireman background and then I mean, male stripper background. Sure, dude. I mean, it is a little bit cheating because you start out with more clothing, but it just kind of like builds, you know, like if first you take off like the oxygen tank and then you take off the outer layer that's like the fireproof jacket and then underneath you got the suspenders. You got to oh, unbuckle yes. the suspenders and then you got the little undershirt underneath it and, you know, Tim, it's good fun. We're, You're wearing like five layers. Did you used to be a male stripper? I'm just – I may have visited a few establishments as such, Wait. but that's not important. We're talking about Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Wait. He's the focus. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, man. We're talking about the awesome Colonel Sanders. Right now. Uh, yeah, and after he ended up, you know, uh, coming up with his, his world famous secret recipe, uh, he worked his ass off. He was traveling like 200,000 miles a year. Uh, he was filming TV commercials. Uh, the uh, 
the the New Yorker described his his culinary expertise and feared uh, what was known as the force and variety of his swearing. Yeah. It's just <laughs> awesome. Like this well, this guy, he was he was nailing it. Well, he was doing great. Honestly, I find like everything that Colonel Sanders did prior to becoming like the icon for KFC way more interesting than what he did afterwards because he didn't become. Uh, he didn't really start franchising his Kentucky Fried Chicken until he was uh, over the age of 65. And so before that, he did all kinds of other like crazy shit. Like he practiced law for a little while in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, where his law career ended after he got in a fist fight with one of his own clients. And then he uh, also went to work for a petrol station in Indiana where there was one other competitor in town who uh, painted over one of uh, Colonel Sanders' signs with his petrol station, like redirecting traffic to, to his station. And so he got in a fucking shootout with this dude over it. And the dude he got in a shootout with ended up killing one of his coworkers, and he ultimately ended up going to jail. Uh, so then Colonel Sanders didn't have any competition, so he got all that sweet-ass money. Selling, Hell yeah. And that's where he started selling fried chicken. And then he owned a fucking ferry boat. Like, I don't know. It's just, he just did so many crazy, ridiculous, odd jobs. And I don't know. I just find it so fascinating that someone could live this crazy, ridiculous, wild west life of just, oh, yeah. you know, li- living anywhere from like Seattle to Indiana to North Carolina to just become this like fried chicken icon. It like seems like just happen chance if anything else oh man and he uh, like the white suit like which he apparently switched to later on in life yeah. never wore anything else in public during the last 20 years of his life he used a heavy wool suit in the winter and a light cotton suit in the summer and bleached his mustache and goatee to match that's commitment right here that is ridiculous Man, this guy was like an entertainer as well as a badass. That's how free market economy should work, by the way. Like, if you are willing to make bazookas of dollars, you better also be willing to go shoot your goddamn opponent. <laughs> Just go do it already. Well, I mean, that was during the Great Depression, so it probably was pretty desperate. Oh, yeah. You got, you got, you got to fight for that shit. Uh, but, of course... As cynic empowerment is known for, we're here to talk about sad shit. That's true. So what about Colonel Sanders' life was sad, you may ask? For me, I think the part that's sad, so you have this guy that lived this wild, crazy life just doing odd jobs to get by, who somehow, with a stroke of luck, uh, became incredibly uh, famous and rich by uh, franchising his secret recipe for cooking fried chicken in a pressure fryer. Uh, Ultimately, the companies that he franchised his chicken and recipes out to, uh, in order to cut cost, completely changed it. It, And uh, it it really broke Colonel Sanders' heart. It made him uh, very upset. Uh, We have a quote here, Tim. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? Oh, man, we got a bunch of quotes here. I'll I'll do one. I'll do one. 
Also, this is Colonel Sanders himself. My God, that gravy is horrible. They buy tap water for 15 to 20 cents, a thousand gallons, and then they mix it up with flour, and they starch it, and they end up with pure wallpaper paste. And I know wallpaper paste, by God, because I've seen my mother make it. There's no nutrition in it, and they ought not to be allowed to sell it. Crispy uh, chicken recipe is nothing in the world but goddamn fried dough ball stuck on some chicken. Man, that is good. Ugh, it fucking just nails it. Ugh, so much derision, so much hatred, so much passion. I love it. I fucking love it. Oh, man. Ugh, it's great. So this was happening as late as 1979. I believe he actually, was it 1980 that he passed away? Yeah, he, he passed away at the age of 90 in 1980. Okay, so, so yeah, one year before this, he's still making surprise visits to KFC restaurants. Yeah. And if the food upset him in any way, he would denounce it as goddamn slop. And then he would throw it in the floor. Yeah. Yeah. There's reports of him either like just slapping like, uh, you know, food out of, uh, workers' hands at, you know, random franchisee KFC locations or just randomly going out into like the kitchen and just like start cooking and like showing people how it's done. What are you even going to do in that situation? Like the, the, like, uh, the absolute tippy top leader of any organization ever like yeah. i mean he is he is the eponymous like fantastical uh crazy uh passionate genius that makes this company what it is right and then he comes in you're just like a random ass fast food worker and you're making shitty chicken with lamb gravy making like six dollars an hour in, yeah and you're like you're turning around like you just put it in like a shitty cardboard box you're turning around you're about to slip it in a bag and colonel sanders is just like looking you dead in the <laughs> just eyes. like just like, like sweaty like in his fucking colonel sanders outfit yeah he's, like, yeah, he's got like it's like dripping off the end of his goatee yeah. and he's just like god damn slop and like knocks it out of your hand on the floor yeah <laughs> he's like, what the fuck but, is happening be like am i dreaming <laughs> like is this reality Tastes like wallpaper. It tastes like <laughs> wallpaper. I'll show you what he just like starts like putting wallpaper on the walls using like the KFC gravy. Yeah, you are not to be allowed to sell it. There's no nutrition. Yeah. There's no nutrition in this. <sighs> Satan, get behind me. Yeah, Satan, get behind. He just starts like pushing people. Like he's starting fights. Yeah. You want to step outside? I, mean, like, I don't. You know what? I don't even need to step outside. This is my goddamn restaurant. Yeah. Ah! Sir, I don't feel comfortable punching an old man. Who'd you call an old man? Yeah. <laughs> Just like punches a hole right in his face. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, my god. Oh my god. He just like oh, pulls a Rorschach and like dumps like a, a chicken deep fryer over someone's head. Yeah. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, and I tell you what, by the time of Sanders' death, there are an estimated 6,000 KFC outlets in 48 countries worldwide. And he hated every with, single one of them. Yep. With, uh, in today's money, of course, $6.1 billion of sales annually. Incredible. Yep. That is, uh, that's quite sad, uh, because this guy worked his ass off from the time he was very young and he remained passionate throughout his life. 
you know, willing to still visit these places that had ruined his recipe and, you know, cut a new one, you know, just ripping into them. Yeah. If only we could all be so passionate. (laughs) I think that's the word. Oh, man. That's so great. Uh, And apparently, uh, as of August 2018, Half-Thor Julius Bjornsson, which is uh, one of the world's strongest men, also played the mountain uh, that rides on Game of Thrones, portrayed Colonel Sanders. I would urge everyone to look that up. I've missed it. Is it Uh, good? I'm sure that's absolutely fantastic. (sighs) You got a silver lining for this? Um, so, you know, there's any, there's any number of moments when I read about the biography of uh, Colonel Sanders of his life that he could have just, you know, settled for where he was at or uh, gave up. There's any number of times where he he had some shitty job that he could have stayed at his entire life. But, you know, he just wasn't okay to to settle. And he just always kept trying. Even as late, uh, when he was in his uh, late 60s, he hadn't even, his, his late 60s is when he finally franchised his chicken. And he was living out of the back of his car. So on some level, uh, I'm just really impressed that a senior citizen uh, was still going hard out the gate to try to make his dreams come true. And, uh, you know, the sad part is ultimately the people he franchises uh, recipes out to ruin them and uh, made him really upset. Uh, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know. I just find it really fascinating, interesting, this like this random goofball from Indiana was able to basically create a recipe that was the foundation for a $6 billion industry. Like it's kind of incredible when you think about, you know, his humble upbringing of like being 11 years old, painting carriages, you know? Yeah. It's, it's very impressive. I I mean, he, he he left home at age 13. I, I can't even imagine doing that. Yeah. Uh, his his mother warned him of the evils of alcohol, tobacco, gambling, and and whistling on Sundays. Of course, yeah, he wasn't even allowed to whistle. He can't whistle on Sundays. He doesn't even have a high, uh, a high school diploma because he quit school to go paint carriages. Yeah, algebra is what drove him off. That's what he said. He doesn't understand algebra, but he understands chicken, and that's all that matters. He understands passionate love for what he does, and that's a beautiful thing. Despite the fact that he was, you know, a, you know, one year off his deathbed and still actively beating the shit out of people for making shitty gravy. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's so great. It's fucking awesome. God. Yeah. What a cool guy. All right. So, Jimmy, yeah. I think we're at that part of the show where we gotta we gotta tell everybody what's making us sad. Okay. You know? It's our turn, audience. So so listen up. Yeah, you fuck off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's our turn. This is what you get. It's what we do. Uh, so how about it, Jimmy? What's up? So the other day I was driving home from work, and since I work downtown, and we talked about this many times, uh, you know, there's a lot of homeless people downtown. And uh, but this guy, like, he had you know his classic cardboard sign, but he like he really wanted me to read it. Like he really wanted me to read it. I was trying to ignore him and just like stare at the uh the traffic light but he he was like leaning into the intersection for me to read it i was like i gotta fucking read it and so i finally read it and i and i looked and the guy was smiling at me and it said why lie i need a beer and i looked at it and i smiled 
And he smiled and he looked at me and I could see him mouth the words, yeah, you know. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. He's like, it's cool. And I felt no. bad that I didn't have any money to give no, him. I've been there. I think we've actually talked about that on this podcast. There's a guy I, I met in uh, in New Orleans and he asked the exact same thing. He's like, hey, man, you got a couple bucks for a beer? And I was like, no. Sorry, dude. Yeah. He's like, you ain't got no reason to be sorry. You have a nice day, you know. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. So I bet that that guy was probably feeling the exact same thing. I like, hope so. He was a no nonsense, like cut the shit kind of guy. Like, uh, you know, I want a beer, and I think that everybody should be able to enjoy a nice cold one every now and then. So, yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Exactly. Yeah, I, I just felt bad that at that time I didn't have any change. And oh yeah, nobody carries around dollar bills anymore. It's kind of a rare thing. Yeah, going the way of the dodo. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Jimmy, I'm uh I'm pretty sad about a big life changing event that just happened to me. I just drove ten and a half hours from Alexandria, Virginia, to Clarksville, Tennessee. Wow. My new my new home now. Um, some things not to be sad about. I'm closer to Jimmy, and that's. <gasps> Oh, that's, shucks. That's pretty fucking sweet. What I am sad about, I miss my old crew. And to all of you folks that are listening now, I appreciate you. And I love you very much. That's all I got. Oh, that's, that's very heartfelt. I like that. Yep, that's all I got. So for all of you folks that are looking to get in touch with us, you want to comment on how awesome colonel sanders was or you're trying to figure out the best way in order to drop your 18 month old uh relative out a window then you can contact us at these places where all would that be all right if you are interested in getting in contact with us you can do so by emailing us at cynic empowerment at gmail.com or you can like us on facebook at cynic empowerment where you will see all of our posts see when we drop new episodes and you can also message us through there or you can tweet at us at Cynic Empower Me One on the Twitter. We would love to hear from you. It would mean a lot to us. And uh yeah, let us know what's going on, what's making you sad. Anything you want us to talk about, we would love to do so. Hey, absolutely would. Please, please do. Yes. Oh yeah. And if you notice that you're Child looks kind of like Damien from The Omen. Maybe it's time to push him out the window of the H2O zone. That's true. Or, you know, there's always adoption services. Uh, if you start going into a schizophrenic rage and thinking your child is possessed by a demon, uh, maybe mm-hmm. it's time for someone else to raise your child. Yeah, you can usually tell if that's the case if they're whistling on Sundays. Yeah. That's a Don't let them whistle on Sundays. It it will it as per the old Slavic lore, it will make you poor. Yeah, make you poor if you whistle inside. Don't whistle inside. Whistle outside in order to escape wealth. You make money, then you'll you lose it if you whistle inside the doors. <laughs> inger hinger dinger. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, hello. Hello. Who am I speaking with? Hello? Uh, Hello? Yes, yes. Oh, who is this? Uh, Who who is this? This is is Tim. 
Oh, God damn it. I wanted to talk to Jimmy, um, but you will do. I didn't want to talk to Jimmy because I liked him more. Actually, I, I like him less. He's the more stupid of the two, but, but I, I'll deal with you. Okay, um, so here is my list of things that I hate about your show. Uh, do, do you want, to, want me to start with number one? Oh, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Uh, so one, uh, you claim, you claim show is a sad show, um, that it's sad because it's sad. And you, and you know, show is sad, uh, but it's sad in a bad way instead of a good way, you know, because, uh, you know, like Hallmark show, Hallmark, are you familiar with Hallmark? Hallmark, uh, that's the thing yeah. that middle-aged ladies like to watch? Yeah, I love Hallmark, so, you know, Hallmark is sad, but you feel good at the end of it, uh, when I listen to Cynic Empowerment, uh, at the end, uh, I just feel bad. It's sad, and I I just feel worse than I did before. So that's that's the first thing I hate about your show. Oh, thanks. Um, the second thing I hate about Cynic Empowerment is you claim you're funny about the sad, um, but you're not funny at all. Like I I don't even laugh once. God damn it! I I listen to every episode, but there's no laughs in me. I, I don't see where the funny is. You claim comedy. I found you on SoundCloud. It says comedy. There is no comedy in Cynic Empowerment. Not funny. I hope you know that. Got it. Noted. Shit. Okay. So, so thing number three. So you're, 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 you're sad in a bad way. You're not funny. And so I thought maybe the third thing your show could be is informative. You know, like the Wikipedias. I thought you could be like the Wikipedias and, and inform me about things. But I've noticed that when I start a listening to episode, I know like five or six things. And by the end of listening to an episode, I know nothing. I know less at the end of the episode than I know before. Yeah, like, we're, we're by, fucking charlatans, man. Like, like by the time I'm done listening to an episode, like I don't even know how to lock my front door. Like that's how much knowledge you take out of my brain. <laughs> like, are you familiar with the term suck balls? I think your show is suck balls. <laughs> we have a suck balls kind of show, huh? Yeah, this show is suck balls, and I hope you know that. Oh god, damn it! That's that's really cutting into us. What the um, yeah, what the so th- those are the three things, uh, anyone that's still listening, um, if you're subscribed, please unsubscribe, um, I've, I've, I've started a change.org petition, um, to, to add an option for zero stars, because right now in the listening apps, you have to give at least one star, but I really think the show should be a zero star show, um, that's kind of, kind of where I'm at right now, because it, it's really suck balls. Well... I guess you could fuck off. I don't know. Okay. Well, it was nice talking to you, Tim. And by that I mean it was awful talking to you. And I and I I look forward to not looking forward to next week if you catch my drift. God damn it. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. You, yeah. You 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 could suck balls too. Goodbye. <laughs>